I always feel like mango flavored stuff smells like vomit. <laughs> like smells like hot vomit. Hot vomit. It, it look. It kind of looks like it really? too. Can I get a whiff? Yeah. I love mangoes. I do too. I love mango. I'm just a little scared. Ugh. This smells like regurgitated. This smells like bird feed. Like just fucking like, <laughs> but like a mom bird. They're in the freezer. They're freezy pops. Ugh. If that makes sense. <laughs> He's looking it's in the fridge. It's such a tasteful color. <laughs> <laughs> It's just like cold. Yeah, right. It's just juice. liquid juice. Yeah. <laughs> now I would appreciate that more if these were all mixies just yeah. in a tube. Well, like, why the fuck are they like these organic cutesy flavors? Like they're all like old fashioned. It's like well, just yeah, make it like a retarded. fucking like vodka Red Bull. They have the little things where you can just easily pull it. Yeah. Yeah. See, it's on right there. Yeah, and then you just kind of <laughs> yep. see. Yeah. Rocket science solved. <laughs> okay. Just a brute. Yeah. I had this idea the other day that like. If we ever like, if 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 some if God comes down and gives you and I a book deal, <laughs> I think we have to call it. Okay, so you're, are you familiar with the Bible, the work of Jesus Christ? Mm-hmm. I think we should call it. Technically, he didn't write it. Yeah. Oh, true. Right. Yeah. Well, who <laughs> best did? seller? I'm a Jew. I don't know who wrote it. The who Bible was written by by thirty two different people. Thirty two different people. That's why there's like the Book of Matthew, the Book <gasps> of Jan. Oh, so it's like a. It's a collection of stories told it's from an anthology. different people. Yeah, it's like the yes. Twilight Zone for Christians. The, yes. fir- the first half of the Bible is like, the, that's, the, that's the Jews. Uh-huh. That's what the Jews still believe. And it's what Muslims believe. Okay. But uh, Muslims and Christians have a different prophet. Like, Got they it. They both acknowledge that like, right. the other guy exists. And Jews have no prophet, stuff. so they found prophets. <laughs> The and Jews, this is where we're the yeah, Jews are yeah. still looking. Pro- yeah. Property Brothers. This is about is <laughs> yeah. as the Torah. But anyway, yeah. as I'm saying, if we ever get a book deal, we I think we need to rewrite the Bible, and we're gonna call yeah. it the Booble, and it's just gonna be a pocketbook full of like pinup photos of us in breastplates on a car, <laughs> and it's the Booble according to Thought Topics. <laughs> <laughs> it's too similar to boobas. Do you guys know who the boobas are? <gasps> oh, the babe, the fat Teletubbies that uh, sing with their eyes. I thought a booba is like a fat guy who wears very high rise jeans. It's like the area between his belly button and dick. Like oh, the fupa. Like, the fupa. That's the fupa. The, the fupa. fupa. <laughs> the the fat upper pussy area. Yeah. Uh huh. Big upper pussy area is fupa. <laughs> Bussy. <laughs> Booba. <laughs> Big upper butthole area. <laughs> the boobas are these, the, are you, the Teletubbies are the tall creeps yeah. with the televisions on the stomach. With the tele- yeah, I, TV I was on the a stomach. Teletubby for yeah. Halloween when I was one. Oh, which one? Hell yeah. Uh, the yellow one. Uh, that's so Lala. That is Lala. Yes, I'm familiar Girl. with know, their work. Know your history. No. <laughs> There was something fucked up about that show. The names are all disgusting, first of all. Like, un- like horrible to have to say out loud. And there were so many um, dystopian theories about it. About how, like, the baby in the sky was God. And, like, yeah. the microphones were, like... It was, like, a dictatorship. Yeah, it was, like, Big Brother. It was, like, yeah. a 1984. It was an Orwellian <laughs> fantasy. <laughs> Starring Tinky Winky and his friends. That's literally its fucking name. The purple yeah. one. Um, they thought that the red one kept saying faggot. <laughs> I don't know if you remember. Faggot. Yeah, faggot, faggot. And when it was just making like the horn sound for the scooter, but it was saying faggot, <laughs> so they had to stop. The, they had to discontinue those. Toys. That, that's yeah. how they put it in our heads. Yeah, mm-hmm. faggot. But anyway, the the boobas are is uh, <laughs> a new streaming service. <laughs> um, but it's a um, it's it's the, the they're distant cousins of the Teletubbies, and they're round sort of orb people who float. 
And Better they like have, kind of half turtle because they kind of go like in and out of their oh yeah they have like a, they have like, a, like a like a dick <laughs> <laughs> they're uncircumcised Teletubbies yeah exa- yeah, yeah, yeah 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 like a fetal <laughs> like a fetal alcohol Teletubby yes <laughs> that can <laughs> fly like, they, yeah and they fly <laughs> and they shit. sing and sort of like squirt out of their eyes like they sort of like they do like a kind of they, not, not like they don't shoot liquid but they like do sort of like a like a like a fizzing. <laughs> yeah, they they pre come out of their eyes. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's what not is, a full scrape. What is like their their talent or what are they, what are they bringing to the children? Well, uh, flying, singing, uh-huh. visuals, <laughs> <laughs> looks. They bring it to you every ball. Yeah, they bring it to you every ball. They have like they don't really have a backdrop in the same way like Teletubbies had a habitat, right? Like they lived on a hill. <laughs> Yeah, with that. And I mean, it was a like, controlled was, environment. Right? Do they like live? It was endless. They like live behind the hill, and then they like run up. Yeah, right? yeah, so yeah. We, And then they disappear. Their house. Right, they disappear Mm-mm. behind the hill, take off their costumes, and it's just me. <laughs> <laughs> I am every single telescope. <laughs> <laughs> but the boobas don't have a habitat. They have a like um a star a mm-hmm. starscape. That uh, they sort of float around in, but it's like this CGI, like purple, twinkly, um, just sort of amorphous blob yeah. that they sort of float among and sing in. Uh, pop quiz: What was the vacuum's name in Teletubbies? <gasps> oh shit! It gave custard. <laughs> <laughs> it gave custard. It gave custard, Mama. What it gave, Officer? <laughs> um, you guys know? I no, I don't I know. Am, like, or do you know? Are you asking expert on this? I subject? should know. I feel. Wait, let me Google. You wore a Teletubby. It's false representation. I, <laughs> I was also Batman. Like Vacuum's name. <laughs> in, literally, I'm not getting when you search Vacuum's name. I guess Vacuum's name in Teletubbies. <laughs> it's the second most famous vacuum after Henry, who is the Hoover. Oh my God. With the nose in the front. You are going to kill Hoover. yourself. Wait, hold on. Hold you on. are going to fucking... That. I was going to guess Dyson. <laughs> this but... is so much worse. Wait. You are going to fucking kill yourself oh, when you figure out what this animal's name is. Is it like, oh, like, what is it? This animal? What is it? This beast is called the Nunu. <laughs> the Nunu is the Teletubbies vacuum cleaner. <laughs> and it sucks. The boom boom. <laughs> the Nunu is the Teletubbies vacuum cleaner, and it sucks the toast out of the air. It can suck up things twice its size. It can clean up almost anything. This is the official Wikipedia. <laughs> Teletubbies wiki fandom.com. Uh, <laughs> the new new. It was operated by hand by a man named Mark Dean and then a woman named Victoria Jane. Wow. He makes sucking and slurping noises. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> when he gets too excited and sucks up too much of the toast, the Teletubbies shout, naughty new new, and chase him around the house. That seems accurate. Anyway, let's talk about police brutality. Let's talk about police brutality now. Um, I was going to say, th- uh, speaking of gay socialist theories. <laughs> right, yeah, speaking <laughs> of the gay agenda being told yeah, through the lens of a vacuum. Conspiratorial <laughs> fantasies. Yes. Beautiful day for a race war. It's 95 degrees. It's fucking Chicago. 95 degrees in Chicago. Um, <sighs> kudos to everyone that's out there today, because that would be probably mm-hmm. actually like not able Fried. to do that. Yeah, like, um, I have... For context, for historical context, uh, this is, we're on day three 
I think it feels like a lot longer, but I think today is like the third day of like when Four. things really hit the fan. It started Saturday. It was like the first big. Saturday was like mm-hmm. when I still felt comfortable tweeting other shit and like other jokes and stuff. <laughs> and now mm-hmm. I'm finally crossed yeah. a point. Sa- where... Saturday at like 5 p.m. You were like, oh shit, they're like yeah. shutting down. Oh the loop. shit, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. The bridges went up, and suddenly I was like, right. maybe you shouldn't be tweeting about my butthole. But there was like. <laughs> But yeah, but this is like the I feel like the third full day of like everything's like there's a curfew, shits down, like Mm -hmm. it's just not yeah. Like reality is kind of set in, yeah, and people are kind of reacting based on. Um, Yeah, today is also the day. um, Today is Happy Blackout Tuesday. The most dumb shit Mm. that I've ever Mm. heard of in my whole life. Um, I think today it's like after the initial forty eight hours of like chaos, craziness, everyone kind of like being on edge. Today marks a day where stupid bitches came back onto the timeline. Yes, definitely. When it comes to all this shit. The like people I, who were, like, too nervous to say anything the first couple of days, like, and for people, fear of getting yep. stamped out, have finally worked up the courage to uh, tweet nothing. Yep. <laughs> Instagram post a block of it's, literally yes. nothing. That, yeah. I think mm-hmm. I think this... It's incredibly stupid for actual organizing purposes, but it does serve the purpose of getting white people who are afraid of being called racist to actually do an an action. Right, exactly, to do literally anything. But it feels very, to me, like, dear black people, today I offer you nothing. Tomorrow, who knows? Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) That's enough activism for today. Here's your black square. I might have one tomorrow, we'll see. but anyway, the, the, all of the uh, the protesting and the blah, blah, blah is due to the murder or blatant murder of George Floyd, mm-hmm. who this happened. Actually, I don't know how long ago this happened. Like, what was the time, like the transition time between the day? Um, I want to say it was it was uh, like a, a week ago, Monday. So yeah, I was going to say eight like days yeah. since uh, everything sense. popped off. But and it was due to the fact yeah. that there were just like basically chauvin like there was no arrest made or anything like that it was like i mean that's part of it but it's also just like the nature of the the, like with any police investigation almost always the da which is the prosecutor for you non-legal experts (laughs) uh the room the the state in this case Mm -hmm. who is prosecuting a member of the state um they take as much time as possible particularly because of police unions um, and what this protest is really about and like b- beyond just the general um, complete destruction and militarization and yeah. over the top uh, policing of black communities um, mm-hmm. is also the fact that when the stated goal is not not even um, in the for, forefront of people's minds. So the right. DA, understandably, a lot of times, like they they want to make sure they get the guy. A lot of times, they don't actually want to get the guy, depending mm-hmm. on the DA, because DAs and cops work together all the time. Like yeah. anytime that you need to prosecute a case you need the police. And that's one of the main flaws of the criminal justice system. It gives so much power to police. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and yeah, this is this is sort of the tip of the spear, just as po- police are the, the tip of the spear. Like everything economically, socially, like the literal divided society that we live in. Mm-hmm. Um, in Chicago, literally between north and south and mm. west and north. Um, yeah. 
it, like, this is, uh, yeah, I'm talking too much. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like, I think being in Chicago adds so many more layers because, like, I know when the process was starting out, you know, the riots were kind of, the, the epicenter of the riots was, like, the loop, which made sense. Mm-hmm. And then things started going more down south. Yeah. And which kind of confused me a little bit because I think the, to make the most impact, I think the riots and stuff should have gone up north, more towards like the richer areas, yeah. high, white populated areas. People to be caught like, on hey. to that pretty soon too. Yeah. It mm-hmm. was very much like within the day it started to migrate toward Logan and Uptown and all those kinds of things. But mm-hmm. it was crazy because like, <clears throat> it, it, I was thinking about this the other day, like in the same way that like with COVID, I think we've seen a lot of these sort of like viral media stories kind of happen where it's like, Oh, like swine flu, like bird flu, and whatever the fuck, like these things that go around and like mm-hmm. they scare people for like a couple weeks, but like it's not like a life changer. Like, the, like you don't see it. Like, uh, like people aren't like dropping out of school and like shit's not shutting down. And yet this time it was like, oh, like we're fully in lockdown. And then in the same way, like mm-hmm. there have been riots and there have been protests and things like that in past cases of like police brutality. But this is the first time that like in within the twenty four hour window of it starting, it had like. I was in the suburbs, like, with my mom for one of the days, and, like, when in Riverside, like, it's so mm-hmm. isolated from everything. Like, I mean, it, this is, like, some <clears throat> random-ass, like, white, like, national landmark suburb, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> you know? So, like, I was, like, I'm not going to see anybody. And then literally, like, on my corner, it was, like, completely barricaded and like, every single building being barricaded by carts and cops and all this kind of shit. Like, mm-hmm. it never reaches, and it's crazy that, like, this is sort of the second thing that kind of, like tends to capture the zeitgeist every so often and then go away that mm-hmm. now it's taking this form where it's like you see it literally outside your door like us us particularly like we live five doors away from Lori. we do we we do be living <laughs> on Lori's block on Lori's block and let it be known Lori will let you know it's her block she will okay. yeah, yeah, yeah cops have been posted literally up. a barricade <clears throat> mm-hmm. oh man just been posted up, but mm-hmm. yeah. if only black people were protected like that, I guess. <laughs> right. Black, but well, yeah, Lori is the one. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, you have to be married. Girls like her. <laughs> Girl, girls like Lori. Just um, Lori things being protected by a barricade. Exactly. I think. Um, sorry, I think yeah. like the uh, the the conditions starting with the quarantine, like the quarantine, forty million people being unemployed, the rest working from home and like having liberal sensibilities. Yeah. Like I think you can kind of break it down into like three people. There's, there's people who are actually affected mm-hmm. people who actually care. Yeah. And then, and then you can break the people who actually care into people who know what the fuck they're talking about and people who don't. don't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then people who just don't want to seem racist, which is yeah. the, and like also screen. to some extent, like people who just happen to have a lot more time on their hands right now than they normally would and probably wouldn't, be feigning care or caring genuinely were they wrapped up in some other shit. And I, I think it's also race as, as a, as a whole is such a hard thing. I mean, and most of the country is white. Like most of the people who we're talking about here are white. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's such a fear of even approaching the conversation. Like when, when you grow up in a literally segregated society, like yeah. your minimal interactions with minorities are have have a tension that is built out of your ignorance and it's very difficult to approach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and you're seeing that like when people are like 
posting and then like immediately apologize like i'm listening right now like yeah. <laughs> i can't get enough of the post de- the the tween delete the tweet and delete the, the, and delete. the self-flagellating just mm-hmm. like cucking of the self for no reason like mm-hmm. literally just this thing that, like okay so like I, this is the thing that's happening today the black yeah. squares mm-hmm. the, black, the squares. black squares seen around the world yeah. um this is kind of this has been weighing heavy on my mm-hmm. brain these last couple of hours because like it started of course like I mean people are trying to be extra vigilant which is like it's especially frustrating because I think more people's hearts are in the right place than not mm-hmm. but I think because like people were starting this shit like at fucking midnight on Tuesday like right when it started they were like bring out the fucking black squares we're blacking out social media whatever but then realizing how many people not even thinking twice about realizing how many people were on board the Black Lives Matter hashtag already has god knows how many things like buried in it and especially right now like the last couple days being just inundated with like videos of like police brutality and like resources for protesters blah 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 and now it's like 20 million posts of just fucking black nothing Mm -hmm. like i was like whatever fucking psyop dream this up (laughs) and like put it on that's like real like like at&t partnered with uh god police unions (laughs) and um they're the Holy company shit. that owns Atlanta Records, mm-hmm. who started this protest. Right. So well, that's the other thing. Like, it's really wrapped up in the music industry, which is weird. Like that's where it started. Yeah. Yeah. And it's that's like the the easiest place to pressure people. One because anybody who's making pop hits is stealing black music. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like it's people who have liberal sensibilities and a need to express their liberalness and and that's the biggest thing that kind of needs to turn this into something real because people can get pissed people can post all they want but if you are able to like literally if you are able to like there is no better time to like we we need to to take back as much ground as humanly possible right and that means if you even pretend to care start with the actual mechanisms of government so when a a cop should get in trouble how how does that happen where you live um Mm -hmm. beyond that what laws are they enforcing in the first place i mean that's Mm -hmm. like decriminalization is a huge thing um and and the laws vary from place to place and then Sorry, just the e- the trend. economic conditions, the 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 <coughs> system that the police are enforcing. When you when I say the the police are the tip of the spear, yeah, they are the literal enforcement mechan- mechanism of capital. They are literally protecting property. Um, if you think about the loop, like what really started this is the these protests. The reason they've like expanded outward in the city of Chicago is because they've literally shut down the loop, mm-hmm. and the loop is incredibly important not only because it's the only place that connects everyone in the city Mm -hmm. but it's also a symbol of a place that's owned entirely by white people Mm -hmm. all Mm -hmm. all of the businesses that are there are uh i mean yeah right exactly it's it's just the most like burberry mm -hmm. store exactly the most like dumb like not even yuppie but like actually older than that and more cynical like this very dark like financial like technocrat person who's very like mm-hmm. streeterville 45 yeah. year old 
in a $400 scarf. And in addition to that, right. it's like the loop is where, I mean, has like the highest like homeless population as well, which is like the fact that they're cutting off this sort of uh, epicenter for that as well is dark too in the sense that it's like, well, what the fuck are like, th- there is a certain ecosystem that relies on the traffic through the loop that is just being completely cut off for the sake of what? Mm-hmm. for these fucking stores that were already cleared out anyway because of COVID. Like, all of the fucking Burberry stores and, like, all of, like, the Magmile, all these things were fucking cleared out. Mm-hmm. Designers were not leaving all of their merchandise in there for them. Like, see you in four months. Hope no one breaks in. Like, that shit's gone. Mm-hmm. So, it's very... And, like, you were saying something the other day, too, about how it's, like, suddenly every single business is a small business. Yeah. Like, and people are painting this scary it's thing. Like Michael Michael Jordan is a small business owner now. Right, the, exactly. The guy who famously said, Republicans buy sneakers, too. <laughs> Republicans buy sneakers, And, like, too. people, like, I mean, even people on my own timeline have been, like, sort of, like, uproarious about how, like, destroyed, like, Milwaukee is, like, in Logan Square. And I'm like, okay, like, what's fucking on there exactly? Like, it's, I'm like like drunk painting studio for moms and then like a footlocker and a gap. Okay. Sorry. They got looted. <laughs> I don't right. know what to tell you. And these are multinational fucking corporations who can just get their shit back. Mm-hmm. Right. And whatever the looting conversation isn't even that interesting. To yeah. Me. The, <laughs> and, the, and the, like the discussion of looting, like obviously if, if you're destroying a small business, like don't, you're hurting the movement. Mm-hmm. Even if you're destroying a large business, it's probably not great because it gives fuel to local newscasters to shit on the protests it just feels inevitable to me like it's one of those things that's like you kind of have to live with it because what i mean people are are they're just gonna not like i don't know like it seems like a silly debate for me and it seems like a trap and yeah the, the entire looting argument is white people like finally focusing on the issue and then focusing on the one part of it that they can dismantle. Right. And in the, in the process, like if you think about like the newscasters that talk about this, like they, they, they're going like into the store, like look at the carnage. They went in and took (laughs) everything. There's no shit. They were fucking. I love when people film target. Like it's like a war torn country, like with like shoes and lamps strewn on the floor. Like it's like, like, Oh my God, like the terror. And it's like, shoes like you know whatever like a fucking you know a bts cd like we're not but this is we're not talking about like a body like right like, like blood just thrown on the floor it's like some mom leaving with a lamp and and it's literally them caring more about inanimate objects than actual people and even when they care about actual people they care about it in this narrow george mm-hmm. floyd Context, which obviously would say his name, like like a a dude died, and he represents hundreds of thousands of other people who have died in police custody. Mm -hmm. But that's the point: is when you say his name, like this is what happens to you when you're black in America, Mm -hmm. and it's a larger societal discussion. So when you talk about the loop, like the properties that are there have literally. Are owned by people who used Michael Madigan's tax office. Michael Madigan is the uh, leader of the House in the state of Illinois. Mm-hmm. Um, he is been in charge for forty years and is one of the main sources of corruption in the city. Although there are <laughs> thousands, many to go around, <laughs> but literally the most valuable property in the state of Illinois was systematically devalued taking away property taxes from CPS schools. The year I graduated high school, CPS had 
30 or, or got 74 cents on the dollar compared to the average Illinois school. And it, that's the people who are protesting. It is the people that you stole from in the first place that are right. looting you now. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's it's very bizarre and disturbing to me to watch people film like Binnie's or like a liquor store like in the same like weird verite style is like the hurt locker like why does it look like that like why would you be <laughs> right like, it's, it's because that. these yeah. white people literally have more connection to that Binnie's than they do to mm-hmm. any right. black person yeah right like, exactly it's yeah a couple of a couple of concerns that have come to my head uh-huh um <laughs> which i'll just list and we can go into them girl um uh, the fear that we have so much momentum right now that will again lead to nothing. Uh huh. Burnout. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, uh, the fear that uh, you know, there's certain people that are coming up on my social media saying like, "Hey, like, watch out! Like, blur the faces of these protesters when you when you retweet and sure. stuff." But I think there's a heavier thing going on with data and with mm-hmm. social media and mm-hmm. why my feed looks like this or why your feed looks like this and like yes. i don't know there's still like a very big concern of mine that i have yeah in regards to the amount of data being shared and then um yeah i don't know it's just like who do we who do we look to uh, to continue this momentum after the yeah. writing and the looting stops like do we have a plan of action is there someone that can act as our leader is it someone that we can you sure. know kind of go to like i think that's what i'm kind of scared about if all of this is for nothing you well, know? something that i've been feeling really like uh, those are like t- the two things that I've been thinking about the most too yeah. mm-hmm. is like this idea that, okay. So like the, the second thing you said ties into the sort of black squares idea, which I think is very wrapped up in the sense that social media is the way that most people are getting, most people our age are getting their news anyway mm-hmm. on this kind of thing and the way that they're processing this whole thing. But also before all of this, we've spent the last however many years constructing this elaborate algorithm around us where we only see what we want to see. So in the same way that there's this endless feedback loop of like, you know, like monkey see, monkey do a little bit with the like, you know, where somehow like when we're always like clowning on like dumbass gay people mm-hmm. being like, yeah, you only see other dumbass gay people who agree with you. That's why these people are like, they have their psychosis facilitated over and over and over again. Cause they only get this feedback loop of people being like, mm-hmm. you're a genius. You're hot. I want to eat your asshole, whatever. Yeah. The same kind of thing is happening with like when your feed is consisting of like white liberal arts school people yeah. <laughs> who essentially like their understanding of abolition boils down to like some theories that they read in like a 100 level like you know (laughs) black studies class is it's like it's sometimes it just gets it gets frustrating feeling like we're saying this like i keep saying the same tweet just reworded slightly or saying things that are just so blatantly obvious and in my head i'm like okay like yeah i don't know it's just like with with the algorithm that comes with your feed you follow certain people certain people follow you so sometimes i still get that feeling that people are just kind of like screaming into the void whenever mm-hmm. you know my entire feed is just one thing yeah. when i'm looking for something a little bit more Where but then again it's like kind of like yeah with the people and like that's kind of like self-gratification of like yeah. tweeting a black square and stuff it's like i can't expect that much well there's this but- weird tightrope now that's happening that's sort of new which is that i think people are actually wary of virtue signaling a little bit more than they used to be mm-hmm. like it's, I was just saying this earlier, is that like performative is sort of the buzzword that everyone's been using right now. It's like, you're being performative. This is performance, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, like, yes, it is. Like protest in of itself, like yes. all of this shit is a charade or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think that people are sort of starting to toe this line between like 
calling out virtue signaling versus like looking at someone and being and just cringing because someone is displaying virtue that they actually have mm-hmm. like there's sort of this like it's it's such a cynical operation twitter yeah it really is <laughs> it's like a, such a dark horrible place that like mm-hmm. it's actually hard to believe when people are genuinely coming from a real place because when i see someone just flat out being like no, I am like I have this set of principles, and like I'm following them, and I'm doing what mm-hmm. my heart tells me, and whatever. I sometimes I don't know. I mean, I see these things, and I'm like, you're annoying mm-hmm. for doing that. Yeah, it's it does get really hard to kind of differentiate who's just doing it just a tweet or who's someone that's like really trying to like right. get it to someone that hasn't seen it. You know, yeah. a and million it, times it, already. A lot of the ignorance comes from people who aren't politically engaged, mm-hmm. but even the people who are politically engaged, they don't necessarily have like a a group on the ground that they're Mm -hmm. involved in like that's like the fallout from the bernie sanders movement is we have all of these people with nowhere to go politically so like it Mm -hmm. start an organization like get five people together and just walk down the street and grab as many as you can because there's a ton of people just doing the same thing they they Mm want to do something and when when you're posting post resources for people who are protesting right encourage guilt whatever it, get people to actually come out and do a physical activity mm-hmm. and post about physical activities and locations that people can be to express their voice yeah. and become politically conscious this is about political education because the only way that this sustains is if people show up to city council meetings they uh email their alderman their alderman knows them by name their alderman fears them more than they fear the real estate developers that control the the communities the more that Mm -hmm. they fear you than they fear the police that's that's what this is about and that's the good thing about this huge show of emotion is people finally admitting the world that they live in right Mm -hmm. i mean it's it's great to have these like this this new bank of people who are excited about or like not even excited about but just have like a different like i feel like in past years i've been like no one is ever going to be like on the right side of anything because it's like people hadn't really come out on the other side of like being brainwashed by whatever like liberal fantasy people were living in Mm -hmm. and now there is like this whole sort of pool of people who don't have an outlet like you were saying but it's been i don't know i it's was frustrating to me in the early days when people were first showing up to these protests and talking about it in this sort of silly, lighthearted way that kind of gives me the same knee-jerk reaction as the Black Squares thing, which is that protest in general, or like, I don't know what I'm getting at, but... Speaking out. Yeah, or whatever, kind of is this, like, fun, like, quirky personality trait in a sense, where it's like, I think Me Too, the Women's March, all this kind of stuff kind of turned protest into this thing that's like the Cubs parade. Like, where it's yeah, like... This sh- is not the fucking Cubs No, parade. I was like, right, yeah, seriously. Yeah. And people were sending, like, I mean, like, 18-year-old, 17-year-old kids and whatever taking the street. And it's like, listen, I understand the virtue, but, like, this is not, like... This is, like, you and fucking the military. Like, I know mm-hmm. it's cops and whatever and, like, they're local people, but these are people with fucking riot gear and automatic weapons yeah, hiding on the roof Literally from the Iraq war. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So and these are not... It, and it's yeah, it's when, frustrating when you when you talk about political activism like taking actual action mm-hmm. is is a risk it, mm-hmm. this is not the cubs parade yeah. like this is not a fun thing that we're doing i just don't think it, people it, get it, that it, <laughs> yeah people don't get that like people in ferguson who spoke out disappeared 
died mysterious deaths. Like, yeah. it, it, mm-hmm. it's very real. Like, Intel Pro from, like, the the era of... I was just talking to my dad about this the other day. My dad is was born in 1950, so he was around in 1968. Mm-hmm. Like, on the west side of Chicago. Yeah. Um, and, and there, like, and when he was a reporter at the Daily Egyptian in at Southern Illinois University, which was a huge hotspot. It was one of the largest schools in the country at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, he was telling me stories about, like, dudes that he was friends with, like, that he had classes with are in the National Guard, and they're, fr- they're beating the shit out of their friends, like, two days after they have class with each other. And the, the CIA had a recruitment headquarters literally on campus mm-hmm. and he would see like six dudes dressed as hippies and then the police start throwing tear gas and two of the hippies get up and start beating the shit out of the other four right. like, yeah i think it's crazy because this is where i kind of bring up where like chicago adds another layer i mean i grew up on the south side where my friends all their parents were cops and like my dad all of his friends became cops you know you, when you're growing up in chicago you go to similar high schools you kind of know everybody so really early on which i'm realizing now it's like it is kind of scary to see that like brotherhood and sisterhood within like the police Mm -hmm. academy like the cpd because it's like you kind of like i start in my head i start to understand and say like i know why these people are kind of looking out for each other i know why this is like this band of brothers kind of Well, it's structured like the military right it is i went i went to notre dame college prep like that's the place that police and firemen send their kids so that they don't have to send them to CPS schools. Yeah. And they live they live in Jefferson Park, Edison Park, and Sauganash, and they all know each other. And if you're a defense attorney, you do not fucking live there because right. you are risking your life. Like yeah. when when you are protesting and truly speaking the truth about what the police Chicago Police Department is, mm-hmm. you are taking your life in your hands. It's fucking crazy. And it's 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 been Kind of uh, the part of this whole thing that frustrates me is that I think that like the narratives that have been sort of peddled around, which I think social, me- social, <laughs> social media um, facilitates this kind of um, this like uh, desire to really simplify and meme and like make like this like woo factor to like this whole like conversation mm-hmm. where in order for the message to spread quickly, it's like it's uh, reduced to its lowest common denominator of just being like uh, these sort of slogans of like, all cops are bastards, like no, uh, justice, no, no peace. justice, no peace, whatever. Like even Black Lives Matter is so abstracted to this point where it's like people get into these semantic arguments about like, uh, like what, like the, I mean, it's just not a useful use of time to be like arguing back and forth about like the same way people are like, I'm not a feminist because of X, but then define feminism as what they believe in because it's like this arg- like argument of words rather. Mm-hmm. And I think this is sort of why people burn out burn out on a lot of this topic is because there's really no end game to a lot of the conversations that happen online, which is where most people are having these conversations. And because there's no long game and because there's no end to any of this stuff, it feels as much of like a arbitrary thing that's just kind of like a meme that gets spread around as Me Too did. Mm -hmm. And Black Lives Matter in in the same way as Me Too is very hard to give an honest critique of because there are so many people who have no political education who are just going to call you out for saying something. And like like the NAACP, like what, what they're demanding 
is first of all less than what Black Lives Matter has been demanding. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the people who actually founded Black Lives Matter, it's middle class black people, like yeah. which you know same thing with the me point, too. But they, I mean, they're, like they're not from the hood, you know. Right. Like, mm-hmm. And part of political engagement is getting people who have lived this life. I mean, that is, like, we have all lived in this society. We all know the truth. Yeah. Unless you live in bumfuck. Like, (laughs) you've at least are are aware of the dichotomy in society between white people and non-white people. Mm -hmm. And... When you're approaching that, if you, if you do not understand, like I'm, I'm very fortunate to be way further along in my white guilt than most people. <laughs> like I have covered police departments. Um, I am aware of the next steps after disparities are realized and how those can very often not work out. It, it work out negatively oftentimes, and dispel people's trust. So this is a moment where the mistrust of government is in front of us. That's what the looting is. It's people who are so fed up with shit that they're just going to throw a brick through a wall. Right. And then you have police putting bricks in front of them. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. Psychos. Yeah. And the the larger portion of society Mm -hmm. is, is unaware of the nefariousness and the difficulty. Like even as, as a reporter, like you in the same way that the DA does like you're working with the police department a mm-hmm. lot like mm-hmm. when when there is a crime like Who people do, do from, feel right? a, like a, a sense that they want this person to be caught they want justice yeah mm-hmm. um, but at, at the same time like the the dichotomy of the american justice system is a whole other thing in itself where working at a at a newspaper the only time that you ever really go into a black community is when there's a shooting Right. You, know, you never discuss the larger economic and political picture that led to this person, even if they committed an evil act, what led them to commit it. Right. Nobody ever asks that question, especially in mm-hmm. the city of Chicago. It's like, how many people died this weekend? Um, yeah. And no one ever approaches the law. And then, and then people talk about corruption as if it's this inevitable thing yeah. that's just going to happen. And we don't treat those criminals with the same malice. Yeah. We don't publish their picture, you know? Mm-hmm. Like the upside to this whole thing, I think, has been in past instances of police brutality that have gotten this level of like media coverage and stuff like that, it's sort of um, it's been met with a lot of like pushback, I think, from like conservatives or from just like gun rights people or whatever who like in like the Trayvon Martin case or whatever, like there was a lot of people like I remember way more back and forth about like whether the cop was guilty or not. And I yeah. feel like this mm-hmm. time like I haven't heard shit from anyone because you can't watch this video of the the Floyd video and think anything other than like this is an egregious violation of like what the f-? like it's just right. it's it's horrible. And this dude had been investigated 17 times prior. And they knew each other from working together. Yes. Like it's just yeah. it's like a, a literal whole... murder in in the most blatant sense. Right. So, like mm-hmm. beyond just even like the cop dynamic, but like it's, there's just something bizarre there that's like, you know you're being filmed, and you probably just were a person who just was going to kill somebody, or was yeah. going to kill a black guy specifically. Mm-hmm. And this, it's it's been interesting because I think in past times, so much of this conversation has been wrapped up in like, 
cops rights to assess the situation or whatever and be like well he made a decision based on his he was afraid for his life and he defended himself and whatever like i haven't really seen any of that kind of thing Mm -hmm. so we are starting at a different point in the conversation i think in general that is a good place to be but it does make me concerned for the long run in the sense of like what chris was just talking about with like the burnout factor Mm -hmm. because though this has been drawing on and has had more like tangible repercussions like in terms of like the effects of protests and stuff like that specifically like looting and like quote-unquote violent protest even though the violence is often administered by police which is not being covered Mm -hmm. is this thing that i'm worried about which is that there's no organization to these protests at this point and it's a Mm knee-jerk um impulse response which is great and obviously disruption has its place in all this like stopping everyone's life and being like you don't get to think about anything else other than this is obviously Mm -hmm. a huge part of everything yeah but i was really really surprised when i started doing my own reading in the sense that abolitionists like true people who are like i am a theorist of abolishing the police or i am a theorist of abolishing prisons there's not like a mark fisher capitalist realism prescriptive text of being like here's what will happen here's what our game uh, our our agreed upon game plan for when we get rid of the police here's what we're going to replace it with there's nothing there's nothing like that yeah that's because abolition is a theory it's it's a concept and and this this speaks to the failure of the democratic party not even just failure the active participation in the subjugation of black people Mm -hmm. by the democratic party by black people themselves i mean the, the the crime bill was supported by a huge portion of the black community Mm -hmm. and the conservative conservatives this is the like the reason this is important is because conservatives have moved their line which which rarely ever happens right but their line has moved to a point where they are still going to limit the impact on police departments as a whole and how they operate as much as humanly possible and what's against them is this democratic institution not even against them like Lori lightfoot is the one requesting the national guard and right, kicking yeah. everybody out of the loop mm-hmm. like the the response to that the to it is to appease the current power structures which have been conservative for so long right and why prison abol- abolitionists and um anti-capitalist blacks like the the capitalist movement applies to black people too so when you talk about um why people are against looting it it comes out of this really engaged but also financially not often well off i mean in in the case of black celebrities but there's a black capitalist class that has been unable to engage itself fully with the community and sure. uh, it, it, young and old there's huge divisions within the black community um just like there are in, in the white community along the same capitalist lines right well i mean but it's the, those the those movements the, the the thing that's actually out there is hugely important and yeah. the the more we understand that how the police and the capitalist system interact um, what the point of abolition is like a- abolition, whether it's police or prisons is a goal. It, it is to yeah. say that when we are punishing people, we're not punishing them. 
Yeah. We're helping. We're, 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 when we're trying to help people by sending them to prison, we're actually punishing yeah. them. And that the goal of prison should be rehabilitation. The goal sure. of police, p- policing, or a lot of times police act as social workers. Like the, the reason they're in these communities is to make them safer and make them better. Right. Um, and you need to have intervention with human beings on an opportunity driven basis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's distorted by this idea that, I mean, I've been worried about long-term things, like when people eventually do burn out on this because the social media buzz is going to die, as it always does on these kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And there seems to be no, there's not like a legislative plan. There's not like a thing that everyone's like, okay, like when this is done, here's what we're all pushing for. And here's what we're all like mo- like motioning for. I think that's and, the scariest part of it. It's like, yeah, like and, I'm and trying to search for yeah. these kind of what groups are kind of what's our what's our game plan, and that's right. why I'm thinking like do we do we actually need to say hey we need to like elect someone to coordinate all this we need to well, have one organization that we can kind of yeah. go to on our own but like especially yeah. because all of the options that I've seen like all these sort of like cutesy infographics that have been making the rounds on Instagram are these really like overly optimistic like wishful thinking things of being like oh well just instead of sending a cop to a mental health case at home send a social worker another industry which is famously racist as fuck and, and like white as and fuck. yeah and white as fuck too social work is direly hit or miss i mean oh think of God. your social workers in your high school right when exactly. have they ever were there for you it's like these like, alternates are placing America. yeah right, yeah the like, alternatives are placing so much trust on other industries which are equally as broken as the police so mm-hmm. the, the the frustration is that like literally every other thing that you would rather default to than cops let's say you got rid of cops Mm -hmm. the other people you could call have a whole laundry list of their own fucking issues too Mm -hmm. and i also i i struggle to obviously i sort of ascribe to this sort of like socialisty idea of like uh, by funding public programs whatever that like it'll just will cut down on crime because people won't have as many reasons to commit crime whatever but I don't think that cuts, that doesn't get rid of crime. It doesn't like right. completely erase the need to have police at all, period. Mm-hmm. But also I know that reforming things as it is, is there is no techno, like like technological solution to what exists now. There just isn't. So mm-hmm. it's the... There's still a lot of things that we need to figure out and I feel like we're not making use of time effectively. Like maybe yeah. that's what I'm kind of thinking of where it's like, okay, like what's next step? Right, like, like where do you go? Like, what what orgs are people joining? What conversations mm-hmm. are people having? Like, really anything other than just being like, I'm fucking pissed. Right, yeah. Which is great, and I'm glad that people are pissed, and I'm glad that people have been pissed for this long. I, I think if there's anything that I would say to people, like, and I realized this, like, I got into news because I wanted to be an activist. Like, journalism and activism are essentially the same thing. That's more on display than ever mm-hmm. with the amount of journalists who have been pepper sprayed and just generally fucked on by the yeah. police. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, what's the, I mean, the thing that kind of gives me hope, though, is during, um, like, the days of MLK, one of their main things was, let the police do shitty things to you because then when people are looking at like video evidence, photo evidence, it's a 100% clear picture. And I've seen a lot of that on Twitter of, of yeah. cops coming up and just pepper spraying. They're arresting the one only person. difference is they yeah. don't have a fucking fire hose. Right, exactly. exactly. So it's like, it's nice to be like, okay, good. We're getting that same amount of evidence the that's going to be like yeah. inarguable. But like, you think that it would be inarguable, but then you look at the fact that like it's a one-sided <laughs> thing. Yeah. Where we're looking in this fucking clown mirror where like we're <laughs> seeing all of this crazy <laughs> yeah. shit and being like, help! Yeah. And like all these girls on the other side, like TV, people who watch TV news, like these fucking retarded yeah. old people who sit at home, like 
there's, I mean, there's most other news outlets, classic online media, even news, fucking newspapers for sure, uh, TV media. These people are not reporting on the fact that like cops are doing anything bad. It's just like there's unrest and the shit's being yeah. stolen and like you know and, it feeds yeah, into the stereotypes. Fucking, the head of NBC like made a call. Uh, to the Minnesota governor about his reporter who got arrested yeah. <laughs> by state police. And then, uh, like, the governor issued an apology for it, and that mm-hmm. was it. Like, it, it wasn't, holy shit. Yeah. Like, this this CNN... <laughs> CNN reporter. So this CNN, <laughs> the idea that CNN yeah, shaking like this. I, I fucking hate yeah. CNN with a burning yeah. passion. CNN is is liberal in the same way that like Disney is. Like I don't know. Yeah. Fucking CNN all media. All Disney they're an, an international business conglomerate that happens to put on Anderson Cooper. Right, like exactly. they are a pharmaceutical selling <laughs> propped up reanimated face of neoliberalism. <laughs> yeah. How's your I'm vodka lemonade? So like, for everyone with the, especially with media people. Like yeah. the idea that this is not coming for you next. Mm-hmm. I, I think it it represents the larger bl- black screen posters. It's a lot yeah. of people who like live in Lincoln Park and have like a, a decent job at that they work in the Aeon building, whatever. Right. Like, and and they're not taking this scenario as something that they should do something about. They're taking it fearfully, yeah. mm-hmm. and yeah. saying, "Oh, they're gonna fuck up my dog park, like <laughs> right. my golf course." Um, and to, yeah, I hate to like be the bearer of bad news. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but I have to pee so bad. I'm drunk. <laughs> <laughs> for everyone, for everyone watching slash listening at home, um, I've been drinking these frozen vodka lemonade pops, and they're bad, but <laughs> it's it's making my my face hot, Swimming. which makes me think I'm getting drunk. Okay, I'm gonna pee, and we're gonna turn on the air conditioning, and then yeah. we're gonna be back, and okay. we'll be back. Okay, all right. Bye. Uh, I forgot to say that you're here, by the way. Oh, yes. Yeah, so oh, I'm, my God. We're here Will. with Will. Yeah, Lovely Miss Will, fan. resident is this, mansplainer. Is this your third time on the pod? Yeah. I mean... Third time's the crazy. Charm. It's not every day that you are in a pandemic and a global <laughs> recession and yeah. a police brutality. Yeah. And outrage. eating alcoholic freezy pops. I'm trying yeah. to decide what to name this episode, and it's either going to be... Um, oh, no. <laughs> uh, Jada Essence Law. <laughs> <laughs> or it's gonna be uh, proud to be a maricon. <laughs> <laughs> proud to be a maricon is good. Yeah. Or like a maricon dream. A maricon dream. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, what were we talking about? The Aeon building. <laughs> you could just be vamos a la playa. <laughs> vamos a la Aeon building. Vamos a la Aeon. Yes. Um, 
DJ, are, DJ Lori Lightfoot. DJ Lori Lightfoot. <laughs> Light, no, wait. <laughs> no, Lori that Lightfoot. That's your best Twitter Yeah, Lori DJ Lightfoot. DJ Lori Lightfoot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lie, the Lollapalooza. <laughs> Lori Lightfoot. <laughs> we saw the Aeon building in that's, the background. That's true. Uh, when Lori, when, my, when we first found out that Lori lived here, my dad was like, they probably have profiles on all you faggots in the building. And I'm like, they're probably listening right now. They're listening to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, they're listening. <laughs> and the cops are laughing in their car. Yeah, Lori yeah. and her psychotic ogre wife are both listening to thought <laughs> topics in their living room. <laughs> They're gardening on the porch, listening to us talk about like, I don't know, what did we talk about? And I picture her just going like, <laughs> <laughs> she's like, woo! Lori's these faggots. Do you think Lori has to like, like if Lori needs a sex toy, do you think she has to have someone buy it? Oh my and, god, they have and to check all her I mail. Kn- yeah. I know there's definitely someone who works in a sex store that can now tell the story of like, yeah, one time I sold Lori the Lori Lightfoot. They, the Lori Lightfoot. <laughs> they, saw, they saw the name pop up on the online order and they go, <gasps> <laughs> oh my god, I'm delivering to DJ Lori Lightfoot. <laughs> <laughs> and she was DJing. And she was DJing. With the sex toy. <laughs> Fucking Lori Lightfoot is like a she's just like a Muppet. Just like her crazy little Muppet face. I always picture her of being like Animal, the drummer in the Muppets. <laughs> she's like I'm trying to think of something that that I was scared of as a kid. Count like, on Honeydew. Lori, I, Lori I, Lightfoot's no. job now is to just make memes that scare people. Mm-hmm. I picture... Hold on, I'm putting my headset back on. I just got my... She's like the vision of being stern. Like, she's just like stern dyke. Like, she, that's her whole thing. She reminds me of a third grade girl who wanted to be a mobster for Halloween. <laughs> 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 just quaffed just this <laughs> oversuit like a little girl she does have like a, she does have like a Jimmy Valens like yeah <laughs> this puff this like mushroom like this stupid little she's more bald these days because she's so stressed she's stressed the fuck out God bless but you know her. what? Fine. It's okay. Whatever. You took this job, girl. Yeah, exactly. You signed on. I voted for her because I had to vote against the woman who made the soda tax. That's why. <laughs> the girl that made the soda tax. It's, it's, the bitch it's who made a, the soda tax. A vote against Mike bitch. Bloomberg. Right, exactly. <laughs> Fuck you, bitch. What was her name? Kelly. Pro, Tony Preckwinkle. Tony? Was the soda tax girl? Tony no. Preckwinkle? Tony Pre- soda tax girl. Preckwinkle. Yeah, Preckwinkle. Preckwinkle. Her name was Tony. Yeah, Tony Preckwinkle. She's trust, the Cook County Commissioner. Still. I don't trust any girl named Tony. Sorry. Ah, oh, God. Get your blood question. What is that short for? Tony. Tony Preckwinkle. She <laughs> made me pay $5 more for my fucking diet, Dr. Pepper. I'll never forgive that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Not the vodka lemonade. That, that's like... These are so bad. This should be like... That, Sorry, we we need to get back on the ants. Yeah, these are also mojito. Yeah, so from drinking a frozen mojito, the people who made the soda tax are the same people that work in the ant building. Yes, like it is, and a lot of these people, those are like the the black screens. They're the people that want to care but don't know how to, and when they try to care, oftentimes they are doing wrong in the process. You see this a lot of times with like cops, especially like if you're not quitting your job. Don't take a fucking knee. Like, right. mm-hmm. Also, you know you're from Chicago because you just said cops. Cops. The fucking cops. The fucking cops. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not going to quit your job as a cop. When I was a kid, my dad would literally play like on the radio. It, it was like 
just a show called Cap Talk. Cap Talk. <laughs> where they... Oh, my God. I have a crazy story after that. Okay, where they literally... <laughs> they would literally just talk about, like, all... First of all, racist shit, like, constantly. Because, mm-hmm. like, they're, they're... Cops operate on preconceived notions that are built through the neighborhoods of the city. Like, what precinct you work at like says who you know basically like you're gonna work at a safer precinct if you you're gonna get a promotion if you if you got friends in high places sure sure so speaking of that one time i was with my dad we got pulled over my dad was probably speeding i don't know we were on our way like to get tacos sure and (laughs) as as this one want to do sure yeah and when the cop came up to the the window so my dad knows a lot of like cops in the city. Um, he was like, "Oh, like, do you sound familiar?" And my dad started like name dropping some people, and the guy was like, "Oh no, like I don't recognize them." But like my dad was like, "Yeah, you still sound familiar." He's like, "Are you, are you like on TV or something?" And the cop goes, "I actually narrated this episode of Cops last night that aired, <laughs> and that's where my dad recognized it." So the cop was like, "Yeah." So they talked for like fifteen minutes about last night's episode of Cops that this cop had narrated for. And let us off clean. He's like, you know what? Y'all can go. A fun fact about Chris Lopez is that his former apartment building or wherever you lived was on the first 48 twice. Oh, yeah. My apartment <laughs> was on the first 48 Chicago Special Victims Unit twice. Wow. Period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I remember my, my, the first 48 is my mom's favorite show. And they were doing a Chicago special, like a Chicago season of the first mm-hmm. 48. Our house is on there twice. <laughs> and every time we'd pause it, would be like, woohoo. You hear that, motherfuckers? That Topics it. does have minority cred. We do have minority cred. <laughs> hey, listen, I grew up on the south side. I just don't sound like yeah, it. I grew up on the south side of North River City. <laughs> which is just regular River <laughs> side. <laughs> which is <Yeah>. right. <laughs> um, hmm. That's, that's like one thing. I think has has been under South underwhelmingly Minnesota. talked about in terms of how people view the police and like like especially as like the news continues to be shitty mm-hmm. like that entire media ecosystem is people who are watching like MSNBC and today I was I was driving north on Halstead uh, by the Tribune building yep because you can go to the Loop and mm-hmm. I when I was coming back I tried to take. Lakeshore Drive, and it was just completely <laughs> shut down. They show. said, nope. <laughs> uh, and I went under the Mike and Molly CW mm-hmm. ad, and I was like, th- <laughs> there are literally 15 shows about shitty Chicago police officers yeah. like mm-hmm. that have no redeemable qualities other than that they love their wife. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> or, I love or my some other... And I don't or, beat her. Yeah. Or it's like a cop who likes like a detective yeah that's so. been my favorite meme of this whole thing is that like <laughs> while that cop is out i'm fucking his wife <laughs> this whole thing about like how being a fireman is just like a get out of jail free guard to fuck cop's wife <laughs> <sighs> anyway right. let's talk about grinder all right we're gonna segue into a new topic we're gonna Similar. Shift, shift gears uh, we figured that we have to cater to our uh our, our central market to faggots so um we <laughs> they don't watch mike and molly <laughs> no, i don't watch mike and no I, all my wife and kids yeah um so so grinder uh famed gay um fuck app has decided <laughs> why didn't they call it a fuck app <laughs> i don't know oh, what they do it's just sort of it's, that, they call how, it a how it's been app, culturally it's the, gay, the gay social media app Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> we have to make that I, yeah. a million dollar idea. I, I can Facebook. do like the news voice, like yeah. 
Breaking. <laughs> it appears. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> that was it. Uh, you're fired. Breaking. <laughs> it appears the gay app Facefuck <laughs> has been. I don't have anything to ISIS. say about Facefuck. Fa- <laughs> I like how you're holding them like this close. <laughs> A. Attention, Facefuck users. A gay teen I'm from drunk. Naperville was raped outside of Roscoe's off of Halstead. <laughs> and it appears that the abuser used the gay app Facefuck. You're actively screaming into the mic. I will kill Facebook. you. It's, Facebook is just like a police scanner, but it's for gay hookups. So it's like... <laughs> it's, for, it's for drunk gay people on the corner of like... <laughs> It's <laughs> various neighborhoods in Boys Town and who are like ready to be taken advantage of in your area. <laughs> oh my god. Oh boy. Well this uh, made, made a right turn, left turn. That, I mean that, that, if you think about it, that's what like a police scanner is, but just for True. for black people. <laughs> it's like uh I, I see um two people that fit a description on fifty third and Halstead. <laughs> right, like let's all go. Send them your way. Anyway, so let, let me fo- we have to get back to the news. Yeah. Um, so, okay, so uh, Grinder's response to uh, the, the race war was to uh, put in their stupid little two cents. And, okay, so pr- a little bit of history. Grinder has obviously dominated the racial conversation among homosexuals by doing always this sort of like, well, you know, there's they, they don't report <coughs> people for saying, I'm not interested in having sex with black people or Asian mm-hmm. people or whatever the fuck. Like that's like a thing that always gets discussed. However, uh, in in recent years, they've actually doubled down and made it worse <laughs> by adding an ethnicity filter to their uh, the the app, which allows you to just not see black people. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> I really don't see race. <laughs> <laughs> also like putting your weight I, okay the thing is what's, what sucks about grinders i feel like straight guys would love it because like people you very because it's very yeah it's like you can see the ethnicity of the person their weight their weight it's expected to put your weight preferred... like if you don't put your weight people will ask i mean hinge, hinge <laughs> has ethnicities and i use it to get rid of all of the white girls who are like uh i'm gonna i'm a consultant or uh 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 an account manager. Mm-hmm. That's that's my favorite one. Yeah. I, I manage an account. Yeah. They <laughs> uh, it puts in your th- yearly Thank income. you for your societal yeah. good. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> like my hourly wage I can put on Grinder. Right. I'm glad you make eighty thousand dollars a year to like <laughs> re- refacilitate Black Twitter. Lives Matter messages in a way that McDonald's will accept. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but there's like um uh, Grinder is famously transactional is mm-hmm. the point. And yeah. there's um there's a sort of uh more of like a like a like a like a marketplace of body parts more than anything else, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. So as it follows, people were very, you know, expecting doing this d- dumb shit that people always do where they're like, "Okay, um <clears throat> Burger King, I'm waiting. I need you to make your statement or like <clears throat> Reebok, like I need to hear Reebok, from you. Your silence has been it's felt definite. for like 15 to 20 years because no one remembers you. Yeah, exactly. Oh my god. And there's like so obviously people were like um grinder they cough up the statement, let's go. So grinder makes a statement and they said, "Honey, we are removing the ethnicity filter." Woo! Oh my god. Um, that, that was us. That is progress. That is yeah. why we are marching. Exactly. Yeah. 
Fucking March ridiculous. for my right to give that at a bar. And then, then what's so, like, A, stupid. B, what, what I was so mad about is, I don't, yeah, I don't know why I keep seeing faggots on my timeline being racist. Like, a, a lot of evidence yeah. of faggots on my timeline being racist. Happy shame month. Happy, Happy shame fucking month. shame it's month. pride. A girl. It's not pride anymore. Not pride. No. Uh, it, okay. There's actually, I don't even know why we're talking about this. Because there's really not anything to say other than that I hate all of this shit like the fa- okay so like obviously there were yeah. people in the in the replies celebrating the fact that the ethnicities <clears throat> filter <clears throat> had been lifted and <laughs> the they, spongebob episode yeah. <laughs> and um which okay is it worth being happy for if that was your fight if that was like what you devoted your yes. life to solving like not only reassess your own view, because a lot of times, like, it is people coming from an honest place of wanting a better world, but just not knowing what the fuck is actually wrong with the world in a political sense. Right. I would and, argue and, that it doesn't. <laughs> and thinking that Grinder has, like, Grinder has any type of say over the way we interact as, a, like, in terms of where we live or, like, how we... Uh, meet each other right like well i mean the the, the mistake that these uh, homosexual creatures make is that uh just because the ethnicities filter has been lifted doesn't mean that using grinder is treating yourself with respect yeah and there's no like there's a marked difference between saying oh well like now you know these white guys are gonna have no choice but to fuck me there's just no probably like <laughs> me being latino being like well i won I, oh my god it. i'm gonna get so much more white dick now now that we've talked about this. I mean, we- hey, you turn up the exposure. <laughs> <laughs> Me just Insta-grilling all my grinder pics to where you just see, like, it looks like a creepypasta picture. meme of myself. My asshole. You could probably like, pass as, like, Italian. Like, I'm like, Sicilian. Yeah. yeah, whatever. I'm Sicilian. I've gotten Greek before after someone read my last name. It was during high school. Lopez? And they said, Christian Lopez? And I go, present. And she goes, Greek? <laughs> and I was like, I'll take it. Oh, Chris hey, Rodriguez, are you Greek? Okay. Christian Juan Rodriguez Lopez. Um, you're from Greek descent, right? Uh-huh. I can tell by your complexion, your, mm-hmm. your soft caramel, warm ivory skin tone. So <laughs> so many different colors you just use. <laughs> while, while we're talking about segregation in the beautiful city of Chicago, sure. I, I have some great Mexican stories. Yes. Okay, tell me. Let's do it. So, uh, I grew up in the one rich neighborhood on the poor side of town, so mm-hmm. Palatine. Um, I, my grade school was a majority Hispanic. Mm-hmm. And like we would play like Mexicans versus Americans soccer at recess. There were just Mexicans we, versus Americans. We, there soccer. were just two different worlds. Yeah, I mean, and, I agree. And I really got caught in the middle of it because my last name sounds... Hispanic. It does sound Hispanic. Like my twenty three and me, and and I like have olive skin. Like like my twenty three mm-hmm. and me came back and just said hairy motherfucker. That's like, why I got confused when I met you. I was like, that sounds like a Mexican dish. And, <laughs> and like I also know like a fuck ton of Mexican people. Like I yeah. played on Mexico because I wasn't that popular among the white kids, and I got more playing. You time. were an honorary Mexican in in <laughs> grammar school. That's an accomplishment. It was, it was coming all, from me. We don't take that light. It, that girl. I, I don't want to say I was an honorary Mexican because it was like we we didn't learn 
like it was a school that was majority Hispanic and we didn't learn Spanish. They didn't, they didn't think that it was important for us to talk to each other until the fourth grade. Yeah, so, yeah. so when we got to the fourth grade, we started playing Mexicans versus Americans soccer at recess. Jesus. Christ. And then and this, wait, this, uh, to like up, over this is by your own volition, Greg. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you like, the, like the school didn't organize. Mexicans <laughs> your yeah, PE there. teacher was like, all right, yeah. the Mexicans, you yeah. get over there. But it was, it was really, <laughs> And you want to talk about disparities? All the white kids had like knew how to pass and shit because they play or, played organized soccer. Yeah, right. AYSO. And the rest of us, it's like, and me, the it's, it's the like Mexicans it's like me, like all the Mexican kids, and then all the black kids and Indian kids. Like the, the Mexicans. That's, that's the we're the Mexicans. The Mexicans kept getting the uncool white kids and everybody else. The Mexicans kept getting red cars because they kept kicking bitches. And I'm like, what? That's how we play. Like, what do you mean? No, yeah, I yeah. agree. Jewish versus American soccer. <laughs> you wouldn't hit a guy park. with glasses, would ya? Oh. Yeah. How did we get here? I don't know. What are we talking about? I forgot. Whatever. Anyway, um, different time. No, that's such a fun time. God. <laughs> talking about soccer? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I played soccer every year until I was eight. Um, ten. 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 And I never made a goal. Once. Nice. I, really? feel like, I, was, I think I, I was really good at soccer. I had a nickname, Robinho. He was he played for Brazil back in the day. What does that translate to? Uh, really good at retard. Oh. <laughs> uh. I think I played basketball for ten years and never made like a basket in the game. Holy shit! No, isn't that the point of basketball? Okay, so well, I was a guard. I was a big girl. Oh, okay. so my I, I got I got the rebounds. Pass it to the people that knew how to shoot. That's, that's I, basketball. I was the kid that who knew how to shoot. Guard. Like, I, like, I was good at sports growing up, which was a curse in the long run because it Pitch, meant I... I'll kill you. Yeah, sorry. The the, the status that you get it from being on anything. Yeah, yeah, it meant I didn't get to pl- hang out with faggots. Which yeah, sure. Yeah. Regrettable. And now here you are, making um, up for lost time. <laughs> An hour and ten minutes of lost time. But like, <laughs> literally, there's, there's this Indian kid on my basketball team. We were on the same team like four years in a row. Mm-hmm. The first three years, this kid literally did not score a point. And we ended up becoming friends. Like, he went to Quest Academy in Palatine, which is, like, really... I'm actually like, familiar with Quest. Yeah, I don't know why. Real... <laughs> it's, it's, only, it's like the diagnostic center, but more elite. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> we literally traded. He gave me math lessons, and I gave him basketball lessons. Oh, my God. Nice. <laughs> I don't know why when you said that it was like the minute clinic of high schools. Like that's what I thought of. <laughs> it was like the minute clinic. I went to school in a tiny room in a Walgreens. Yeah, I went to school. And all I did every single day was get a shot in my ass <laughs> and a throat swab a throat once swab. a day. And yeah. you know, here I am yeah. hosting an academic podcast. I went to PCA. I went to uh, CVS. <laughs> PCA was the boarding school that's always. 101 went to yeah okay i'm all about the pca yeah no trouble the pussy no. the cunt and the, and the asshole if there's anything that pussy. describes our generation <laughs> pussy and cunt academy i'm too many drinks in to keep podcasting so we have to sign yeah. off yeah. <laughs> where are we at we had a lot of time we had we're, we did, we're good we did we had a lot we had a lot of lot to talk about we had a lot There's to talk lot about to say, baby. i think we did we did we i slammed these these they were not even frozen no. god god forbid i call these frozen. they were slushy yeah they're if anyone's familiar they're the ones from target it's drake's organic spiked ice i'm not sponsored <laughs> 
These blue dick. They suck so bad. If you ever see uh, like spiked icicle pops, do not get them. It's like shit. <laughs> Use promo code the new new. <laughs> Fifty percent off of these fucking clearance areas, spiked ice pops. Fucking from spiked ice pops. I'm five in and I'm drunk, but it's not good. <laughs> All right, baby, we talked about black squares, black people. We talked about grinder for uh, like a minute. I don't even know if we had a coherent. Whatever. There was that. no. I didn't have a single coherent. We sucked right into you our know, chi- you, you know, know what, what the verdict is. We talked about our childhoods. <laughs> How we somehow segued into that. And hey, it worked out fine. It's okay. Oh, you want to talk about Grindr? Oh, honey. Let me introduce you to my dad. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. He's actually on there. I mean. Speaking of Grindr, when I was six. (laughs) You have no clue. You don't have the first thought. All right. uh, Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.